Hi! Welcome to The Game is Afoot. This is a podcast where queer guests... I'm back, baby! ...play games. I pick my jaw up off the floor real quick. <laughs> real quick. Put that back on. And do an interview. My secret is... This is published on the first and third Sunday of every month, so come join us. And I hope you have a good time. Bye! So, here's what you missed on Loser Like Me. A musical TV show called Glee aired for six seasons, and Christina and Tanner decided to rewatch the whole thing. It's really wild. Anything goes on this show. The whole conflict is about a cheerleading coach trying to destroy a Glee club. But it's also about finding your true self and being special. Well, their teacher's a cuck, and I'm pretty sure his degree fell off the back of a truck. There's lots of yelling about good representation from the show and the two of us. And I don't think the writers are always sure what show they're even writing. Yeah. Tanner gets passionate about Kurt. Christina gets really upset about incorrect use of Spanish. Look, it happens. And so many interesting characters don't get the screen time they deserve. Like Tina, Ari, Mike, So if you Mercedes, want to hear what was going on Lauren, beyond just Becky, the singing and the dancing, Matt, check out Loser Like Me. It's a podcast where we find the best parts of this show and hold nothing back talking about the worst ones. You can find us on whatever podcast provider you use. Or on Twitter at LoserLikeMePod. And, and that's, that's what, what you missed, missed on Glee! Glee. Hey, it's Dennis, editor and GM of Control Group. Let's give it up for our ads. And let's throw in one of our own. And I know what you must be thinking. Dennis, I'm already listening to the episode. Aren't I doing enough? And truly you are. But if you wanted to go the extra step, why not follow us on Twitter? At CTRL Group Pod. There we post a lot of information, character portraits, and little promos to the episode so you can get a cute little sneak peek to get you excited before you listen. You can also go ahead and jump on to the Be Gay Roll Dice Discord server. There we have our own little special place where you can come and talk to us about episodes and episode ideas and systems. Do you have a system you want us to test? Go over to our Patreon. We have a special $5 dev tier where... Once you pledge to that, we'll go ahead to take a look at your system, give you a nice little preview, and then somewhere down the line, we're going to go ahead and give your system a try. And if you don't have a system to test, you can also join our Patreon for as low as a dollar. There, you can go ahead and get access to special tests that we put behind a paywall, because they're probably too stupid. Stupid to go on the main feed. Also, it's tried and true, but smash that like and subscribe button below. If you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a review. If you're on Spotify, give us five stars or however many you think is appropriate. Anyway, if you have the spoons to do this, go ahead. We really appreciate the support. We want to thank you, nevertheless, just for listening to our podcast. Enjoy the episode. Hello all, and welcome to a control group review of The Last Tea Shop by Spring Villager. I am Dennis Veray. I was your tea tender, uh, was the term we came up with while we were recording uh, for the Master of Ceremonies for that game. It is just me for this review, unfortunately. Both Ryan and Adam, who were recording with me on the actual play episode, we found at the very end of our session that we were extremely emotionally drained, uh, so I decided to take this pursuit on by myself of reviewing the game, just so those guys could get some aftercare for themselves. Because boy, were we fucking crying during this game, and they were real-ass tears- 
Uh, if you listen to the episode, it is very clear that it is three grown men working through some <laughs> real shit <laughs> through the guise of some role-playing. The last tea shop is a one-page RPG. All you really need for the game is pen, paper, one, maybe even two six-sided dice, and to keep in theme with it, some tea which I believe Ryan did partake in. I also think Adam tried to have some tea before the game, uh, but then he asked us if tea expires, and then we found out his tea was very, very old. Uh, <laughs> but as far as one-page systems go, I really, really enjoyed The Last Tea Shop. Sometimes it's hard with one-page systems. You feel like you are as the DM, or tea tender in this case, you feel as though you are coming up with a lot to fill in the time. When we record one-shots here on the channel, I always try to make sure we record at least one and a half to one hour and 45 minutes of content, because that'll usually boil itself down to a regular one-hour episode, but... Through this system, as we'll find out a little bit later, we actually didn't even fully technically finish the last tea shop as it's meant to be played. Just because, even though it is a one-page system, it gives you enough content to talk for hours. I really like on a one-page system when you can roll off a chart... I think it's very fun and dynamic, you know, when I come into a campaign, I've got a lot of the backstory, the stasis already planned out. But I really enjoy coming into a one-page, one-shot, uh, that has a table, because it adds this very fun chaos to the situation. I can come with some loose ideas, and it really challenges me as a person running a game, to have to change some of those preconceived notions about what our playtest might be like tonight by a simple roll of the die. So even at the very beginning when you're setting up your shop, you can roll a die or just simply choose uh, one of six options. In our playtest, we ended up rolling a six, which was a back alley in Old Town, I tried to make some jokes about Chicago's old town, to which Orion only lived in Chicago for about a week at that time, so it did not land. But I hope our Chicago listeners, you know, the good, uh, good Second City joke, I hope that that really resonated with you. Some of the other options on the setting up the shop table were atop a windy cliff overlooking the ocean, within a cloud forest glade, beside a river in a mountain pass an island of ferns surrounded by swamp, and a seemingly endless field of moss. I also enjoyed picking the affinities to your tea shop. These kind of helped set narrative tone, I felt like, for the game. I picked those prior, since there's a long list of them. Luck, incense, frogs, secrets, shadows, dust, moonlight, ghosts, cards, memories, mice, lost objects, dreams, mist. And I really like this idea of when we think of life 
after death. I've always, you know, that very childlike that the afterlife is not somewhere here on Earth. The mortal, the mortal plane rests here on Earth, and ever since I was a child, I've always thought of the afterlife as somewhere in the cosmos, somewhere above. So I like the idea of the place, the last tea shop, being space-themed, as there is like a, an actual space you are moving through to get towards the end. As far as how the game actually works prior uh, to recording, the people who are coming into the tea shop roll a few d6 to determine what supplies they get in off of a chart. Um, all these supplies are ingredients they later use for tea during their stay at the last tea shop. So these include sea, sea salt, ancient seashells, cloud dew, quartz crystal, bird nest fungi, reindeer lichen, bright gumdrops, and so on. And then I, who run the last tea shop, would roll a 1d6, and that would determine what type of visitor was coming into the tea shop. And these all have, or some of them have special properties that come with them that change gameplay around. But essentially there's a list of 1 to 24 visitors, which are all jobs or archetypes that the characters would take on. Uh, from day one you have the gambler, day two you have a stable hand, three the messengers, what we landed on. And then gay, the game proceeds after everyone has left the tea shop, you roll again, that's how many days has passed, uh, quote-unquote, and that will be what the next visitor is. So for example, in our game I rolled a 3 the first time, which ended up with the messenger, I rolled a 3 the next time uh, for Adam to come in, and that was the baker, I rolled a 6 after that, which meant number 12, the librarian, and then I rolled another... Six after that, which was the merchant. Once you hit 24, the f the 24th day, the veiled one, that's the last person to come into the tea shop for that day, and then you can shut down shop from there. Uh, like I said, there was a lot of content in this game. Uh, we I was trying to get to that 24 number, we only made it to 18, just because I really had, I, I chalk it up to some really good players. A lot of the gameplay is me asking a question and them filling in the answer uh, for what this character would say to that. And when you're talking about something as nebulous, as widely incomprehensible as death, it was fun to watch these players talk about the things that were important and... I really chalk it up to Adam and Ryan to find these beautiful narratives within the storytelling of the past to find a nice final solution before the end. I think that's very beautiful and very fulfilling. When it comes down to it, a lot of the game is just question and answering, which I think if you are newer to the TTRPG scene, if you don't have as strong of improv fundamentals as most of my players do, I could see a lot of struggle with this system, as it is just a long, unscripted conversation <laughs> with some dice rolls in between. But I am really glad of what we pulled out of it. I mean, like I said, the reason Adam and Ryan aren't here is because we were so fucking sad after <laughs> recording. 
thing that we physically could not continue it like we needed time to ourselves uh this is actually recorded on a completely different day than when we recorded the actual play because i also needed aftercare so i think i watched abbott elementary after (laughs) we recorded this episode to feel better I also learned as I was doing some research for this review that Spring Villager has an extended version of The Last Tea Shop. As you know, for this One Shot of Palooza 3, Three Shot of Palooza, all of the games we've chosen for this One Shot of Palooza have come out of the Itch.io Abortion Fund bundle. So the original game is in the bundle, but as I was doing uh, some research, I went on to Spring Villager's Itch. And I was able to find that there is a more complete version of The Last Tea Shop. Add some extra teas uh, for your players to pick, which also help with those um, those crescendos, those climax moments within the tea shop. It is, it is very nice in the system that it, while it is just asking questions and answering them, the tea mechanic adds to a natural plot build of classic Plutonian plot arc where the rising action comes from the question asking and answering, and then our climax is whatever tea we get, because those teas, those supplies and ingredients that your players take in the very beginning, they use those to choose which tea they want the tea tender to to brew. And when you use your item, so for example, let's say you had a bird nest fungi, You can use that to get the memory draft, which helps you relive a memory in vivid detail. So you can use that as the climax of this character's story, like through that vivid uh, remembrance. You can work on the stuff that was talked about prior in the question and answering phase, which I think is just like also a nice pursuit in active listening, is to be able to to bring back those points. And I, I, once again, get kudos to adam and ryan uh for being such wonderful players that 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 made it so much easier to come back to these tees for these climaxes but that's all to say on the complete version there's some more tea uh there's also other objects and elements and affinities that could be in your tea shop including like a little creature which i really fucking wish i had had access to there's nothing like a just a little dude just a little dude in your tea shop to help everything go by. Uh, But I would also suggest uh, if you don't get the uh, abortion fund bundle off of itch, which like, why the fuck wouldn't you please support abortion rights? But if you don't, I also suggest going on to Spring Villager's itch, springvillager.itch.io, and you can find the last tea shop complete. It's only $5. So I would very much suggest picking up this game. So it's time for the nonsensical review. Like I said, I really enjoyed the system. I really wish we had kind of finished it in perpetuity of what the system needed, which was hitting that 24th day. We made it to 18. I'm proud of us for (laughs) surviving until 18. But I, I really enjoy this. I think this is for you know like a lot of the systems we say like ah oh, you could bring this to a party with people who like vaguely know D and you can make this happen i wouldn't say this is that type of system i would say this is a system you bring to a party that is your actual gaming party and like you take a week off from your regular session to do this 
and I think this really helps. Also helps like build the bonds between you and other people. Afterwards, I felt closer to Ryan and Adam, even though we were kind of bullshitting these stories, even though it is also evident that we are using some real shit in there. But for my ranking of The Last Tea Shop by Spring Villager. I am going to give this, uh, we have blueberry, raspberry, ginseng, sleepy time, green tea, green tea with lemon, green tea with lemon and honey, liver disaster, ginger with honey, ginger without honey, vanilla, almond, white truffle, coconut, chamomile, blueberry, chamomile, decaf, vanilla, walnut, constant comet, and earl gray out of 10. Thank you for listening to One Shot of Palooza 3. Three Shot of Palooza! We've got a couple more games coming your way. And then we'll be back at it again with some very fun and interesting mini campaigns coming your way. If you listen to all of this, I think I can I can drop the secret. Okay, get really close to your headphones or your phone, which is what I assume you're listening to us on. Okay, so we've got two two campaigns in in the woodworks. Um, I've been working real close with friend of the pod Tanner Bolasang. We've been working on a Glee system. Yeah, you heard that right. A system to reenact Glee. Uh, so you've got a Glee campaign coming your way. And then I know it took me it took me three years, but I did finish my magical Western system. So you can see the continuation of Finders Keepers coming out in the coming months. I think we'll get it out by the end of the year. So you've got Finders Keepers and Glee coming your way. Thank you for sticking around, variables. Always appreciate it. Sleep tight. Go to sleep. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.